Rabbi Moshe Bamberger is with us live via telephone. He has written some amazing books and has shared some incredible photographs and words with us over the years. And the new one from Artscroll and Artscroll.com is called Great Jewish Inspiration. Rabbi Moshe Bamberger, Great Jewish Inspiration, Powerful and Motivational Messages by Torah Personalities. Rabbi Moshe Bamberger, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you so much for having me on, as always. A pleasure. Um, it's funny because um, uh, we, we've gotten used to your format, where photographs and, of course, words that accompany those photographs often, um, uh, you know, dominate um, uh, what you're trying to present uh, and what you are presenting to the Jewish world. Um, why is a book on great Jewish inspiration a good balance between copy and photographs? Listen, we all need inspiration. Uh, if you read my introduction, I write a little bit about uh, COVID and uh, what happens to the Jewish communities around the world. And I also shared some personal experiences that I had during the COVID epidemic. Uh, it's still on, but in the height of things. And um, I found that people really were thirsting for a little bit of chizuk, emuna, inspiration, motivation. And there's very few uh, mediums, uh, today at least, that people find that uh, as, as, as acceptable and as uh, absorbing as a photo together with a quote on top of it. Right. If you look at uh, you know, the world of social media, uh, so many people use this as, uh, as, a, as a vehicle to really drive home a point in the most powerful, succinct way. And especially the younger generation is quite used to this. They're not used to sitting and learning heavy-duty Musar Svarim or Machshav Svarim. They want it quick, and they want it, you know, <laughs> straight into the bloodstream. You have, you and, have no idea how accurate you're being because I, I know young people who would, who, who would not be inclined to pick up a regular book as much as they're encouraged to do so. But a format like this, they would digest pretty well. Exactly. And that was the uh, that was the vision. The vision was, and we've done this uh, a few times uh, with the smaller parts of our series. As you know, we have about five coffee table size books right. uh, on Jewish history through different uh, ways of looking at Gedalim through their letters and through their speeches and their uh, treasures, their artifacts, their books, and their uh, journeys. You know, their their life story as uh, as expressed by the Kivrit Sadiq, in which we discussed uh, only a few months ago. Right, but. This, in the series of the smaller paperback books, um, together with Great Jewish Wisdom and Great Jewish Photographs, is really trying to convey uh, a powerful message in a very, very small space, and in a way that's really uh, so exciting and, and, uh, and inviting. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten such amazing feedback, and it's interesting the gamut of feedback that I've gotten. It's very rare that you can hear from parents that they love the book and their children, their little five, six-year-old children cannot put it down. And then I have Rosh Hashivas that tell me that they can't put down the book. So tell me another format that I could do that, that I'd be able to have people from five to 95 all thoroughly absorbed by words of Chachm Yisrael. Yeah, it's it's so, and that's really what uh, drove us this time to present this book to the Jewish public and Bliyai and Hara. You know, it's only been out like maybe three, four days, and 
I've had tremendous, tremendous uh, uh, response to this book. Rabbi Moshe Bamberger is with us. All right, I've got to start. You know, you know where I'm sitting right now. I'm sitting across the street from the building in uh, which I had the pleasure for the last 31 years to be a neighbor of the uh, great Rav David Feinstein of blessed memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, e- even someone like myself, who was not a member of his yeshiva and uh, did not on a regular basis uh, daven with him, nonetheless, it's impossible not to have been inspired by him. It was impossible not to have been inspired by the role model that he was and how he conducted himself, frankly. And we, as you know, Rabbi, Ma- Rabbi Bamberger, just kicked off last week on Rosh Chodesh, a week ago today, our Elul Chesed campaign, just focused literally on helping whoever we can, uh, directly or indirectly, meaning directly or through organizations, uh, during the month of Elul as Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot are approaching. And listen how you start. And, and, it, and it's amazing that he is the first uh, gadol in our history uh, that you uh, that you speak about and that you quote. Uh, you start by saying the Torah is referred to as Torah's Chesed, which means, according to Rav David Feinstein, Rosh Hashiva, Masifta Tavares Yushalayim, that quote, when Yidin get up after learning a sugya, they should be more compassionate, kinder, with more room in their heart for others. If that doesn't happen, then they didn't really learn it and should sit down and learn it Again, not that it's fair to ask you, but could you elaborate on this a drop? Because it's just brilliant. It's amazing. It's really just, it's, Rib David is basically telling us that the formula for learning Torah is how much chesed results from your learning. If you're learning and you stay the same person, then there's something wrong with your learning. Learning Torah is designed to make us better people, to make us more compassionate, make us uh, better husbands, better wives, better neighbors, better parents, and Tara should be doing that. If it's supposed, if it's accomplishing what it was designed to do, then that's the result. And if it's not having that result, or David Feinstein would say, that you got to go back and sit and learn all over again, because obviously there was something that was amiss. Yeah. And, you know, this is, uh, David was such a gadol, and it's such a loss. And, um, you know, I, I specifically wanted to start the book with him because, you know, he, he just, his loss was so great. And I think somebody was just talking to me, I think it was yesterday, maybe, uh, or maybe Thursday, Friday, that Rib David, we didn't realize, maybe you did as a neighbor, but Claudia Shell did not realize how great Rib David was until after he was Mr. for the most part. I mean, people that knew him knew yeah. him, but... Most people read about him and said, oh, we thought that he was, we knew he was Rashu, we thought he was Ramesha Feinstein's son. They didn't realize that independently, if his last name would have been Goldberg, he would have been also a towering Torah giant that, of epic proportions. And it's such a loss. And, you know, this is something that also I try to bring, it, bring about through these books to appreciate Gedele Israel. Uh, we need our Jewish leaders. We need our our Torah sages and people that think that we don't uh, really are are missing out on a tremendous part of the religion. These are Torah sages that are not just scholarly, but they're tzaddikim. They're yeah. they're wise and they're and they're just so full of personality and and love that the more we could tap into their words, the more that we can ourselves be great people. And and uh, not again, <laughs> not that I know enough. I know very little. But what I can say is. We need Torah leaders like him whose main focus, and, I, and again, I hope it's fair for me to say it like this, at least to those who observed him from afar, I think it's, re, it's responsible to say, whose main focus was shalom and chesed, 
peace between people and chesed between people. And again, if you look at it in terms of the big picture and with the quote that you quoted, I mean, that, that really sums it up. That was, you know, that, <laughs> as important as everything is, and trust me, I know the importance of everything in our tradition. I don't know if two things are more important than that. Shalom between people and chesed between people. Absolutely. Right, Moshe Bamberger is with us. The book is called Great Jewish Inspiration, Powerful Motivational Messages by Torah Personalities. Now, I have to thank you because I didn't realize, I really didn't realize that this was so well known uh, to others. Uh, we grew up uh, hearing a lot of stories about the Chavetz Chaim because my grandmother's family was from Rodden, and she as a young girl knew the Chavetz Chaim. And you include in the book something that I've been told since I'm a little kid, that the saintly Chavetz Chaim observed that when writing on a postcard, that life is like a postcard. Why? Why is life like a postcard? When writing on a postcard, people usually begin in large, leisurely scrawl. But as the message begins to fill the space available, there's so much more to say and so, and so little space left. So they crowd in another line and squeeze in another word. Similarly in life, we take it easy on our youth, leisurely wasting time, not realizing how much we'll be left to do with so little time to do it. And it's only when we age that we begin to, quote, pack it in. But alas, time runs out. Now, the problem here is that a lot of kids don't know what a postcard is. But if you're <laughs> if you're able to transmit to them just how important postcards were for communication at one point, they may get it. They may understand it, that the, the first half of the postcard that you wrote according to the Chavetz Chaim, had big letters and little expectation. And then everybody tried to squeeze it in toward the end. By the way, I think those of us who wrote letters to Israel on aerograms can also relate to this, not just postcards. <laughs> so thank you very I didn't realize this was so known worldwide, but I'm glad to hear that something I grew up with is, uh, is such an important uh, uh, adage. My father, Oliver Shalom, used to say that he, when he was, uh, you know, when he was of dating age and he was a marriageable age, that he had a friend who was going out with a girl seriously. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but you said things that you didn't know if you were allowed to say, but he said that he wanted to express his feelings for her in a firm way. So he micrographed the entire Shira Shirin <laughs> on a postcard. Can you imagine writing the entire Shira Shirin, which is quite a long Megillah, oh. on a little postcard and sending it to her? Really hope it didn't get lost in the mail, but <laughs> that's eight. Um, that's eight chapters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, I'll tell you. Uh, uh, Rabbi Sacher Bear of Rudashitz, is that the right pronunciation? Yeah. Uh huh. Says yeah. in the morning, arise. An important guest has arrived that was never here before and will never return. And that guest is today. And what a perspective that is, because we get up in the morning, we wonder what kind of day it'll be, and if we'll utilize it to its maximum. And he's indicating that one must realize just how special it is. Yeah, and you do that every day, Nachum. Look at you. Thank you know, you. every day you come, you get up, and you uh, you give life to Klal Yisrael. You show people how to wake up like a Yid with Maidani and with inspiration, with song, and with Emuna and with Tzedakah. Like how much you really personify that particular quote. I'm so happy that you mentioned that. I appreciate that very much. All right, tell me, and again, again, this is why it's so good for 2021. I love the fact that you're taking... Torah giants who lived a thousand years ago and associating them with really, you know, modern things that would not normally be in, in you know, in, um, in, in Sfarim, would not normally be in scholarly works. Tell me the relationship between Rashi and the Wright brothers. Uh, yeah, I was, I was wondering if people would appreciate that or I'd be putting to hair for that. <laughs> but um, uh, Rashi writes in Megillus Kahelis. Uh, on the pasuk of Tevim Hashnayim and Echa, that two are better than one, the famous adage that two are better than one or two heads are better than one. So Rashi writes that a, um, something that a single person would sometimes not dare even attempt 
to begin, but two people would. Two people encourage one another, and they say, let's try this, and let's get this thing off the ground, and let's push it through. And that's the beauty of two over one. One person, you know, you get down on yourself, and you have second thoughts, and you wake up one day, you're excited about something, and you wake up the next day, and you say, that's a horrible idea. But if you have a partner, uh, that partner can really propel something to fruition and, and to success. And so I was thinking, like, what would be a good graphic for that? And right. the, I think the best graphic is the Wright brothers. The Wright yeah. brothers were two brothers who basically changed the world by attempting what was, until that point, something that was impossible to imagine, uh, that you can actually sit in, a, in an airplane and take off, and eventually it evolved, of course, into modern uh, air travel. But they began, and they tried, and they, they failed, and they tried, and they failed, until they finally got it right. And, and I love that graphic of the two of them in the airplane or, you know, trying to help it take off. And there was a third person also that was, uh, that was there to assist. But it's really like, I think a great muscle of what Rashi is trying to say that these are with two people, you can actually get something off the ground, uh, if you have the right partner. And the same is true, not just with business partners, but of course with a marriage, if you have a, a good partner in marriage, then that you would be able to establish a family and, and children and grandchildren, which is something that's really a, a very, very great uh, responsibility and undertaking. And until you uh, have somebody that's good for you to do that, um, you know, it's really a very, very uh, difficult undertaking. I, I want to just use that as a segue to thanking my Asia Chayo, my wife, Risa, who really puts up with a lot in order for me to publish these books because it really, I mean, it would, you don't know, maybe you do, but the amount of man hours that it takes to produce these books are, it's off the charts. And so, and it's not just that does. it's that you're completely in it. Like you're, you're almost separated from the world as you delve into it and try to get it done. Exactly. So I mean, that's beautiful. You know, it's great for me to be in that little right. bubble of, of history and time and art and everything that goes into these books. But the, the facts are that, you know, it's, it's difficult to raise a family and it's difficult to, to do a lot of the things that, uh, you know, that need to be done. And, and my wife very happily um, and excitedly undertakes all of that in order to enable me to do this. All right. I, I got to do a couple of more. I, I literally, you know what we could do when we're getting to that point where I can go through every page with you, but we, we cannot do that. I have, I have time. <laughs> <laughs> I think our time's already up. Ramanacha Mendel of Kutsk, I love the fact that you you speak about his quote of living in the present, uh, or or summarize his words by writing "live in the present," and you're using the symbol of social media, the symbol of uh, of online uh, being somewhere, which is that red you know circleish type thing, uh, to make people think like you know the whole power of now, the whole living in the present, the whole you know, thing that we can relate to today that when you're looking at a map or looking at a specific location, you, you have to know where you are and, and where you are, not just geographically, but where you are in terms of, uh, you know, uh, psychologically as well. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. This, you know, this is also a very important role of this book and all my books is that a lot of times people think that it's modern psychology that right. has come up with this term like mindfulness. I right. remember when my girls were in a certain elementary school, uh, they had a year that the theme was mindfulness, living in the moment. And you thought this was something that was probably just developed in the 1980s by somebody in Colombia. <laughs> right. you know, exactly. but, 
the Kutzker writes a beautiful bar, and I, I'd like to share it with you if I have a minute. That mm-hmm. He says that Meshra Rabbeinu goes up on Har Sinai, and Hashem says, Alei Eli Hahara, come up to the mountain, Sham, and be there. So the Kutzker asks, well, of course I'm going to be there. Where else, where else is Meshra Rabbeinu going to be? If he's not on the mountain, he's telling me to come up on the mountain. Of course that's where I will be. What does it mean, Sham? So the Kutzker says that what Hashem was saying to Meshra Rabbeinu was that, I want you to come up on the mountain, and I want you to be present there. I don't want your mind to be elsewhere. When you're by me, I want you to be by me. Wow. And when you're, and that's, can you imagine, like even Maish Rabbeinu needed to reign yeah. in his thoughts so that to live in the moment, not to live in yesterday, not to live in tomorrow, to live right here and right now at this second of life. Phenomenal. Because that's where life is. That's where life is. Phenomenal. And finally, uh, just a comment about the one from Rabbi Shimon Schwab. 99% MS equals 100% Sheker. 99% truth equals 100% falsehood. Uh, tell me about that one. Yeah, that's, uh, my mother was looking at that on Shabbos, and she started tearing up because wow. our family is very close with her, Shimon Schwab, and she remembered him actually uh, you know, saying these types of messages constantly uh, in his community in Washington Heights that, he was impeccably honest, and he demanded honesty and integrity from his congregants and from Kali Yisrael. He did not accept any form of shtick or any form of cutting corners or cheating in any which way. And, and he would say this mathematical formula, that 99% emiss, meaning something sometimes seems to be, that's oh, true enough. I did enough. It's, it's almost 100% true. Okay, there's some minor issues that, you know, we fought, but it's almost 100% true. So Schwab felt that 99% MS equals 100% Shekhar. If there is a little bit of truth that's missing, then it means that the entire pie is all Shekhar. It's all a lie because it's built and it's and contained therein is some degree of falsehood. That means that it taints the entire truth of everything. Rabbi Moshe Bamberger is responsible for great Jewish letters, great Jewish speeches, great Jewish treasures, great Jewish classics, great Jewish journeys, great Jewish photographs, great Jewish wisdom, and now great Jewish inspiration. We'll recommend all of them, and especially the new one, great Jewish inspiration, powerful and motivational messages by Torah personalities. Rabbi Moshe Bamberger, you can look it up at artscroll.com. Order it. Don't forget, use promo code RADIO. Always use promo code RADIO for your discount and your free shipping. The brand new book by Rabbi Moshe Bamberger is Great Jewish Inspiration. Check it out at artsgirl.com. All right, Bamberger, Mazal Tov on the book. I take this opportunity to wish you a Ksiva Tova. Happy, healthy, and sweet new year. Thank you so much, Nachum. I just want to you know, mention that you are a great source of inspiration to myself and to thousands and thousands of others around the world. You are really a great Jewish inspiration. And uh, growing up, I used to listen to you all the time, and uh, until these uh, this day, and uh, you've gained, you, you've granted, call yourself so much through all that you do, and I want to wish you continued strength and inspiration, motivation to continue every single day. You are Amen. Thank you so much. You leave me speechless, and as I'm always told, that's dangerous in this profession, but I can't thank you enough for that. Rabbi Moshe Bamberger on a Monday morning at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemSingle.com and the AlchemSingle Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app.